2: Tighten those laces, straighten that headband, you are listening to CHeo Marathon, a podcast about the culture, community, and challenge of the world's largest race, CH- Fourth, the world's fourth largest race. <laughs> uh, I've said that enough. Uh, you know, I, I shouldn't have messed that up. Anyway, uh, CHGO Marathon is brought to you by Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO sports and the beer you will be drinking when you cross that finish line on October 8th. If you're coming to town, check out one of Goose Island Chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations. What's up, everyone? We're under two weeks to go to the 2023 Chicago Marathon. I am Kevin Duck, head of content at CHGO and a first time entrant in the Chicago Marathon, first time marathon participant really ever. And I'm joined today by a vet, a veteran. Uh-huh. And he says it's hard to believe because maybe a couple of years ago he wouldn't have. Uh, considered that, but uh, it's Larry Holly of of WGN. If you follow him on uh, social, you know, he's passionate about a few things, Chicago sports, craft beer, and marathon running. And apparently we're now twins, Larry.
0: Yep. (laughs) We, uh, like I said, it's all, uh, you never know where life is going to take you. And I did not expect this to be to a marathon. I did not, not, did not, would not have guessed six years ago this would have happened this is it's still kind of crazy
2: yeah well we're going to get into your personal running journey and, and kind of how you ended up um where you are um there's also been a lot of listeners of CHEO marathon now that we're so close and they've got a little bit of anxiety about okay what's race morning like i'm coming from europe i'm coming from the east coast i'm coming from the west coast i don't know a lot about chicago how is this all going to work? We're going to tap into your expertise on that and uh, kind of see what you're thinking. And you've done it twice in 2021 and 2022. Correct. So we're going to tap into that um, and just kind of really talk about things as the taper has begun and we're getting closer. I know I'm feeling a little bit anxious. I'm ready to go. I'm raring to go. Trying to get as much rest as possible. Um but we'll see. So, uh, first off, I want to th- cover a few things. We have a date and a location for our CHGO Marathon meetup. The response has been really cool. And uh, what we're going to do is on Saturday, October 7th, which is the day before the marathon, we are going to meet up at 1130 a.m. at Flo and Santos, which is a great pizza and pierogi restaurant in the South Loop uh, it's at 1310 South Wabash Avenue. It's gonna be pretty casual. Um, right now I've got about, I don't know, 10 people interested, a dozen. Uh, that may grow as, as word gets out there, uh, but just kind of show up and they've got pasta um, too. So if you want a carb load there, you can do that. And uh, I think it's just gonna be a lot of fun because we've had a lot of, uh, I've made a lot of cool connections doing this podcast over the last three months or so. And and to see now people making their plans and like, Hey, where can I meet you? And and let's meet up getting excited. So Larry, are you going to be there?
0: I'm going to try to be there and I've had their pizza before and it's pretty good. So they,
2: they have a Polish sausage pizza.
0: I believe they do. I did not have that. It's
2: amazing. Yep. And it doesn't sound good. I don't know if I'm going to eat know. it the day before the marathon. Now, I um, wouldn't
0: suggest it. But probably I, You not. know what, though? Everybody has their thing. Some people yeah. go out and just do their thing. I know a guy, he has a bottle of wine before every single uh, marathon. Now, granted, early. Right. But that's how they always did it. So everybody <laughs> has their own little process or way to get, the, uh, to get ready for the marathon. So... Hey, if, if the Polish sausage pizza works and you do that and you run a 3.30 <laughs> marathon... I, I
2: am not I am not incorporating that, but uh, <laughs> per, pierogies might be a different store. I can eat those. By the way, so Flo was Polish and Santos was Italian, so that's that's how that whole thing works. So uh, definitely check that out. If you're thinking about coming, drop me a DM or an email at kevin at allchgo.com, just so I know what to expect. Like I said, this will be a casual thing. Uh, if you're going to the expo early, um, you can make that your lunch, or you could stop by... Launch and then go to the expo i think it's the location is pretty good so uh, also i still have that fundraiser for cal's angels um, i'm doing the charity run trying to get to five thousand dollars for that about i think i'm at like 3300 3400 i know i'm gonna get there but i do have to tell people if you're interested in supporting this if you've in, l- liked the podcast uh, that's just one way one cool way to say your thanks uh, and obviously help uh, a lot of kids here in the area so i think there's a donation link in the description of the show or you can check out my twitter account at kevin kaduk so yeah um did you watch the berlin marathon did you pay attention I, to that
0: a little bit of it i kind of got a chance to see it i watched more of the boston marathon uh, mm. back in april that was when i actually got up watched it followed it and i i got, saw a little bit of it but i didn't see right. some of the
2: highlights so. so berlin is interesting because it's obviously uh, a world major and it's a fast course too so I, I know that there's a lot of competition and chicago looks at berlin and thinks okay well is you know, this where you know is it is it really going to flip where a lot of world records are going to be starts start being set there well this weekend it was huge news because um asefa from ethiopia set the women's world marathon uh record by more than two minutes two hours 11 minutes 53 seconds she won the race by six minutes. She was more than a mile ahead of her competition. And so everyone's mind was cut, kind of blown. And now really the talk that's going down was, was it the shoes? She wore the Adidas Adizero Adios Pro Evo 1. And Sarah just brought up a picture of, uh, yeah, a picture no, these, of those. Yeah, no, these are
1: gorgeous shoes. That's I like cool. these.
2: They cost $500. What? Wow. You can wear them exactly for one race. It says that on the box. and
1: That's so interesting.
2: Everyone's saying as shoe technology has gotten to this point, like did Adidas kind of crack the code here? They're 40% lighter than most every other running shoe I mean, obviously, they look like they could wear down pretty easily, it, but it, it does. I mean, to
0: spend five hundred dollars on a shoe is pretty incredible to me because I've I've actually had to buy two because I wore through two already. Did you? Yeah. So I, now that doesn't usually happen. I'm usually pretty good with the shoes and I usually have them for a while. But I'm mm. I, I, I It's very curious. I think she signed them as well, if I'm not mistaken, and, and signed at the world record. I don't know if that was. I mean, those are historic shoes now in the, yeah.
2: in the annals of running. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting to see. I think that you know, I, I, apparently. F- if you wear shoes in a marathon, the rule state they have to be uh, for sale to the general public
0: mm-hmm. I think so I've
2: heard that. Uh, Adidas is actually making 521 pairs of these shoes and there's going to be a raffle, I think, this week for people wanting to buy these things. So it'd be kind of interesting. I know I will not see any of the people who would, I, I guess you never know. Well,
1: I was just about to ask you, are you interested in buying yourself a pair well, for no, your first I, marathon? No, no. <laughs>
2: but I don't need those shoes. This is, I mean, these are world-class But But you, you
1: don't know if you need them yet. Oh, you don't know. I'm, I mean,
2: I'm sure I could get another <laughs> pair of like really good shoes.
0: I just wonder though, if you put them on, do you just start like you feel it. I'm, I'm always curious I'm about Lego sure. shoes. Do you start
1: floating? You have to feel
0: something, right? Like it's always yeah. one of those things. So when I was a kid, they used to have this thing called a catapult. Yeah. Like LA gear. And I always wondered if it did. And I was really disappointed when I tried them on. And it really didn't work. Yeah. So, but the I, these look really interesting. And I really haven't gotten funny. You mentioned because we came on here before was Kofuzi right how amazing he is and just the incredible channel he is someone i'd like to meet yeah the incredible amounts like now he would be a guy like i'd be curious to see what he would think about that because the shoes are he does such an incredible job to rate shoes and how much they do
2: it um i'm sure you'll see it on his on his uh page pretty soon i'm
0: fairly certain i i would not be shocked if he got a pair of them
2: yeah this is probably a really big win for adidas too because i know adidas you know maybe in Europe it's more or Africa it's more of a running brand mm-hmm. here it doesn't really cross my mind you know I look at at, at different brands other mm-hmm. than Adidas so uh props to them it's going to be interesting to see how this the story goes
0: yeah heck of a run too I mean to break any kind of world record that's an amazing it's, it's incredible but it's
2: I, I think that probably obviously takes off the possibility of there's a strong women's field here mm-hmm. in two weeks on a for them to to somehow run run her down, I don't I don't think that's going to be possible unless unless they're wearing roller skates or something. I don't know roller blades. Um, yeah, if you're wondering about my shoe news, I have made the decision to just go with the Saucony Triumphs that I've been wearing that were recommended by a listener. And I thought, okay, should I kind of get in and buy another pair? One, I don't want to spend another two hundred dollars. They feel good, um, so I was like, I kind of like. Sockety does these cool Chicago shoes and Chicago colors. And I thought, oh, maybe I should get those. But I'm going to buy so much other gear and swag. If the shoes that I'm wearing are working, I'm not going to mess with it. So that's your Kevin Kudyk running news for right now. Yeah, that's good. So um, also the taper has begun. I'm raring to go. The 12 miles, um, the, the last double digit mm-hmm. long run of this past weekend, went pretty well but I I was glad to have it over and uh, like I I had a I had a little trouble recovering from the last 20 mile run felt pretty sore Um, so now I'm just kind of focusing on healing and obviously right now it's you know four three five mile runs whatever it is so let's check those off the off the box and let's go
0: yeah and that's kind of the fun thing you know I'm curious you know the one thing I really enjoy it's funny because there's now like a pattern in my head so I know like And I think something that's interesting for me doing these. So this is the, essentially the third, probably I was in 2020, I was going to run it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't quite as committed to the, like, I kind of do the Higdon routine, which I think you're kind of on, which is about the same thing. So I did that. Really committed last year for the first time, 2021. It pretty much was on it, but I was still kind of my. So were you?
2: I guess we'll just kind of get into your journey. Where are you a pandemic runner? Like what? So
0: my running. So I have been running for over 20 years. Um, So I started running in 2002. This summer because I really wanted to get in shape after college. I had fallen out of shape out of college, Mm -hmm. so I really wanted to do running. So I would. I was so out of shape. I could only. I lived at the University of Illinois, second and Gregory. And all I could do was lap the stadium. Mm-hmm. I think it's about three quarters of a mile. Okay. So I started at night because I couldn't handle the heat. And then I would go out at night. Yeah. And finally, in the day I was able to go out, three quarters of a mile, I'd be gassed. Like <laughs> there was nothing there. I was probably uh, you know, 265 pounds. Mm-hmm. So really did it. Wanted to get into TV. So I lost about 50 pounds in about four months. Gotcha. Doing simple running. I did a lot of sprint running, uh, a lot of sprints. So on the side of the stadium, they had the band field. Mm -hmm. So I would have a routine. I would go from the fence right near the stadium all the way to the end and then come back. Would do that at night. So I doubled up the workouts for a little bit. So my runs were always sprint based. I would go to a stadium, run the laps, do some sprints, do Mm -hmm. some stairs, and that was it. And then back in 2014, um, I had suffered a concussion and I had a lot of trouble sprinting. I was always kind of, you know, it's kind of, so I was always a little bit. Didn't, you know, it was always kind of jittery to try to sprint. I just didn't feel the same thing. So my sister, who had been running for years Mm -hmm. and had done marathon running for years, suggested I try distances. So this was 2015 back in Rolling Meadows. uh, When I moved back uh, from Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. I started to do simple runs. So, of course, I always overdo it. So in May of uh, 2015, I run a half marathon just on my own. Gotcha. Not very fast. And I just kept it going. So 2016, kind of the same thing. 2017, I had kind of a bad year. I didn't run very much. I was really off of it, you know, really off of my disciplines when it came to running. So I did finally move to the city. It just took me a while to finally get here. So 2018, I remember the first day I lived here, I just put on my gear. i always wore the sweater, the hoodie, and just some shorts. Went and then I uh, ran on the lakefront path. And I was mesmerized. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I'm like, this is beautiful. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Again, not thinking racing. I'd, I'd gained some weight back. So I ran the whole summer just up and down the, the you know, there, there's the Montrose uh, track ran right. there a few times. Um, I just kept going down a little bit, little bit. And then by the end of that year, I was able to get back up to 13.1. Mm-hmm. So I got a 13-1. It was on a November day. It was probably 35-40 degrees. And someone had told me, and it was my sister told me before, and then somebody said, hey, if you're doing these runs, you really want to do it, why don't you go do it for something fun? You can sign up for these runs. They'll give you a nice t-shirt. You can right. do it with a lot of people. Um, you can get a beer at the end. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I like guess wasn't really a part of it. So I signed up for the Shamrock Shuffle. And so that was that's the first a race one. I did, i um, little nervous about it because I'd never done any kind of racing. It was always on my own. Mm-hmm. So that went really well so i kept it going kept pushing it up there was a 2019 i thought about the marathon i'd heard that there were some spots that come up didn't really want to do it at that point so i did the uh i did the so in in 19 i did the soldier field 10 mile
2: i love that race so that's a great race that
0: was really a great race and that was a hard one because that was the first one i'd really gone because i figured the five i'd be able to do that okay Mm -hmm. but the uh yeah, you know, sorry, I'm gonna get some water.
2: No, it's okay. But uh if you're watching at home, the Soldier Field race, I can't uh <coughs> recommend that enough because you actually you go you go down the lakefront, it's kind of like your normal kind of race. <laughs> when you come back, they you actually go through the tunnels and yep. then you finish on the field at at Soldier Field. Yeah, and it's super cool.
0: And it's one of the cool things. So I did yeah. that. Uh sorry, I got a little bit of the uh, I'm kinda getting over a cold. So I did that and then I did the hot chocolate race, which is really good. Right. And that was my first year. <clears throat> sorry about that. I know you get me sick I, here Larry. No I know it figures it's good that's all, all <laughs> so I go ahead and do that so in 2020 I signed up for the for the marathon so I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna run it for charity and so I do that and uh, of course the race gets called off and I'm like oh crap you know so just resumed it in 21 ran 2021. Um, it was a little bit difficult it was a different thing for me Cause
2: it was just so long, but I really enjoyed the experience. And then I've just mm-hmm. kind of kept doing it ever since. Awesome. So you didn't, um, do like the virtual 2020. You just.
0: No, I never did that. I never did yeah. the virtual. I, I have to run it live.
2: Yeah. I'd, so. I'd, I'd probably be the same way. Hey, shout out to uh, Jay Hunter. He's got a four ninety nine super chat. He says, I love the show. Normally a podcast listener when I'm out running. Thank you for keeping me motivated and building community. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Jay. It's, uh, really cool to see like how this has kind of happened because we really started yeah. from, from nothing. We started the f- the feed from zero and to see it mm-hmm. grow and to see the numbers pop. Like I said, the last you know couple of weeks have been really cool. <laughs> so um, Larry, you're not only running the Chicago marathon this, this year, but you're going to be yeah. doing New York in November yeah, so as I'm well. Really ex- I'm really So excited. now you've, you have been fully bitten by yeah. the bug.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's so much for me. It's, it's hard to describe what running has meant in my life. And mm-hmm not to get emotional, but I think it certainly has helped my mental health. It's helped my physical health. It's really been amazing to see the impact it's had on my life. I think it's uh, created this whole new thing that I never thought I'd be able to do. Mm -hmm. It's really changed um, just my perspective on a lot of things. I've said running is the best therapy I've ever had. It's really incredible. It's, It's just incredible.
2: Yeah. I'd agree with you. I I was driving down here this morning and just kind of thinking about how, like you said, perspective has changed, Mm -hmm. um, that it makes you seem like you can do a lot more different things. I mean, there was a time when 13 miles, the half marathon seemed like an impossible distance. And, Mm -hmm. and when I would finish a half marathon, I would think, well, there's no way I could ever do that again and then finish a marathon. And that, that kept me out from (coughs) the marathon game for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And, um, now, I mean, the half marathon distance is a training run, mm-hmm. right? It's okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to be out and it, it's easy. And I've done two 20 mile runs and not thought a lot about it and yeah. to expand what you're capable of. And I know, you know, so many different people have, you know, millions and millions of people have done this and you can think of it that way, but then you think of like the billions and billions of people who haven't right? Which is also very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A million people have finished the Chicago marathon. That's a lot of people. Well,
1: I was going to say, isn't there a percentage, I think Kufuzi said it, someone said it, um, where it's like only 5% or 8% of people can do marathons in the world or something. Mm, like it's yeah. not a big percentage That, I, that at all. would even seem high
2: to me. Yeah, like I think it was percent. like, I
1: think it was, it was a small percentage. I don't remember. It's on yeah. one of, I think it was our third episode or fourth episode we did. And someone said yeah. that, and it's kind of amazing when you think about it. It's such it's a, like, se-
2: it's like, like Larry said, it's such a centering thing. It's such a such a way to just kind of get in yourself and kind of just bring it all back to you because there's so many other outside pressures and, well, and I completely
1: agree with it being kind of the best therapy mm-hmm. free therapy too which is great <laughs> yeah <and> it, <laughs> yeah just...
2: unless you're buying the 500 dollars shoes
1: yeah, yeah no
0: and it's really incredible because like you just you begin to challenge yourself and think you can do things that are differently and uh sorry for my coughing by the way that's what I'm just getting over a cold so it's just this usually happens once yeah. a training session this one came up here my, uh,
2: if any listeners are concerned right now, my daughters have been coughing yeah. like nonstop mm-hmm. for the last year or so, uh, or not yeah. last year, last week, but yeah, It's so, kind of like, please don't bring anything home, girls.
0: But it's very interesting. It, it's such a different, it really has changed my life in the way I think about things, and I never would have anticipated this. This isn't something, running was always a way to get me in shape. It was never mm. really a way for me to look at the world differently or challenge myself differently. It was just a means to an end where now it's becoming a passion in my life. And yeah. And I I can't wait to see, I hope it continues. You never know, you know, you could get injured, you know, things get in the way, life gets in the way. So I'm really excited to see kind of where this journey goes. And yeah, but for me, it really was, you know.
2: When it flips from being like something you have to do mm -hmm. to something you want to do. That, that's really where it where it changes mm-hmm. and, and I, that, it, it does take a while because there was a, a long time where I thought running was something that I had to do even when I was training for a half marathon and in training for a marathon I think it has changed where it, it is something I want to do something I look forward to do I get done with the long run and I think when can I do the next one
0: yeah and that's what I you know every year I look forward to it and there's traditions it's become tradition for me now so I run the Thirteen one, that's the F three that I run. That in the winter, mm-hmm. I always do Shamrock Shuffle. Then I have the back to back the doubles with the thirteen point one, and then before that, the Soldier Field. Yeah, and now training for the Chicago Marathon. It's a so tradition now.
2: Last year, you did Chicago and Indy, which are I did very Indianapolis. Close.
0: I did Indianapolis, so that was in about four weeks.
2: And then, so then you did LA. I
0: did LA. So
2: <laughs> <coughs>
0: to talk about that, like for Los Angeles, <clears throat> so my parents always wanted to go to Los Angeles. My parents have been ardent supporters of my career all the way through, through and through, through some really good days, some really dark days. And that was my chance to get back to them. I was going to run the marathon. My dad could see California and the Pacific Ocean for the first mm-hmm. time. My mom loves like all the Rodeo Drive, all that stuff. I could do that through a marathon. I never thought I would do that. Yeah. It's just crazy. You just don't think of marathoning being that marathoning has changed my life it's just i'm not trying to sit here and preach for it everybody has their own thing everybody does biking some people do yoga some people do crossfit some people Mm do um the elliptical i knew a guy lost 60 pounds in the elliptical it changed his perspective in his life yeah and that's what this has done for me i am really shocked at it because it was an injury that brought me to even running long races and to have this happen now it really is incredible but you know Mm -hmm. to do la um that was, um, it was special to have that, to have that, to give that gift to my parents and say, hey, thank you for your support. Look, me, me do this achievement. And I've shown you, I hope that I've shown you that I've done everything I can to support the faith you've had in me. And Mm -hmm. so LA meant a lot. Chicago meant a lot because it's, it's here. I'm a big fan. I, I love where I grew up. I grew up in Rolling Meadows. I've always loved the Chicago area. So, you know, marathoning has become this passion for me and a tribute as well. It's, it's just, because trying to think about, like, coming on this podcast, like, what got me into marathoning, it's just so, it's crazy because I, you don't really think, it's really kind of crazy how it's all evolved.
2: Yeah, for sure. What is it like, I mean, to be, to run the marathon on October 8th, and then I'm not exactly sure the exact date of New York, but yeah. you're, you're back real quickly. So is it just, is there a two-marathon training plan? How does that so work?
0: So usually what I do is I, I, what I did was last year for Indianapolis, and the Indianapolis one, there will be the marathon, that marathon, marathon. But Mm -hmm. to go back, I just went ahead and went to my taper. So the way I viewed it was I basically the week of the of that after the Chicago Marathon would be the 20 for everybody in Indy. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I don't know if it was right. I felt pretty good. So I subtracted six and I actually did 15. I wanted to do about I I had a limit of 10. I actually went up to 15, but I think I wanted to go to about 14 when I felt Mm -hmm. good because that would be, Hey, they, I did 26 last week. I brought it down. We get the six, we get there. I did 12 the next week. Did I think I did 10 the week before and then went to the marathon. Okay. So I tapered. I don't know if there's a better way to do it. That just worked for me.
2: So when you start, do you start 18 weeks out from Chicago or 18 weeks out from New York, Chicago? So I
0: do Chicago and then I go right from there. And I did the Indianapolis marathon. I decided to do it in late July. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was a little bit different. So that's how I did it. That was fine. Um, we caught kind of a weird day in Indy, so it was a little, my time wasn't as good. But yeah, I enjoyed it. LA is
2: in in February. Correct? Yeah,
0: so that's in March. So, so how did you
2: train? How did you train with so that? With the Chicago it was Winter? a
0: little bit different because I it was a little bit more condensed. So I started in January. I had a little bit. I kept running all the way through mm-hmm. the end of November. So I was only really off running for about two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So wasn't that bad. So I just accelerated a little bit. And I started my long runs with the 13-1 for the F3 half marathon and then moved up from there.
2: Gotcha. How, uh, how has your time progressed as you've done done these past couple? Of-
0: well, it's um, time is a struggle. Not finishing it, but time is a struggle. I've struggled mm-hmm. to find speed, and I don't think there's any doubt about it. I knew that'd be a problem for a while. Now I'm getting a little frustrated at it. I have to relook at how I do my training. I think mm-hmm. that's something that I've really realized now because I'm taking it seriously now. This is not just a one-off. I have found a passion for it. So I'm really trying to find ways to do it. That will probably happen next year. Yeah. So I'm looking at next year being a year to really kind of retake a look at what I want to do, retake a look at the things I want to go. And I think that that's going to be really important for me. But that's kind of where my time has been. I was 541 the first one. Mm -hmm. I took it down to 504 last year for Chicago. Indy was... About 524. Uh, it was a... There were 45-mile-an-hour winds. Wow. I was not probably ready for everything that went involved into it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of different for me, kind of emotional in its own way. It was all right. LA, I didn't know what to expect. So I got a ride, and they got 522. That's about what I expected. Mm-hmm. If you were hoping for a fast marathon around this podcast, you're not getting <laughs> it. I'm not That's fast. That's good.
2: I, I, I like that there's someone a little closer yeah. to me. So. I,
0: I'm not. I have struggle with speed this is my next step my step was to finish and enjoy these incredible things i i like for for running chicago was great there's Mm -hmm. neighborhoods i saw for the first time running chicago was awesome los angeles is just you start at dodger stadium you go through hollywood yeah there's a giant hill in downtown and they have the the tyco drums i believe i'm pronouncing that right Mm -hmm. as you march up there and it's just fantastic uh running through hollywood uh running around to the different areas la had great support yeah we, we, we were running through a tunnel probably more narrow than the room we had here or as you can see on camera what we have here it was just fantastic and then indianapolis um man there's a there's there's a lot that's a lot that's that that indianapolis one was something yeah pretty pretty special
2: We've had, we've had, um, you know, finishers from all across the the time, time thing here. And for this being my first one, I still just don't know what to expect. I can go out there. I can grind out miles at 10 and a half, pretty, pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously haven't done it from mile 21 to mile 26 yet. So I don't know, you know, like what, what those last six miles look like for me. So. I can sit here and say, okay, well, I'm pretty sure I'm going to break five hours and and maybe put four forty five in my sights, which I would, you know. But I don't know what happens. I don't know what the weather's going to be like, yeah. and and th- that part of me is is kind of like that that part me makes me anxious, and and it should have, because the, on episode one of the, of this podcast, I said, what are our goals? And I said, I just want to finish, and as this has gone on. I still and
1: think that's a great goal. Yeah. I mean, just finishing. Yeah. yeah I still think that Because honestly, I mean, like you, speed is not. I started yeah. getting into running a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. like actually running, and speed has never been my thing either. I've never been a fast runner, but I can do long distances, which is, I feel like that's the
2: endurance part. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's to me is a good yeah. thing to do. I Yeah. I don't like a two hour marathon or what did that girl have that just set the record? Two,
2: two hours and 11 minutes. I don't. Yeah.
1: There is no way I am ever going to do crazy. that. No. Yeah, <laughs> never it,
2: it blows yeah. my mind that people can grind out you know six minute miles for for three hours straight yeah, or whatever it's you know whatever it is. it's, it's absolutely nuts um but i mean you know you put up enough work into it and i think it generally kind of helps if you know it's, if you're a smaller person right yeah. like it can yeah, be like i at six you know i'm six foot three 230 pounds yeah. like I mean, honestly, like, how fast can I really go? Like, you never know, though. I
0: mean, it's yeah. you know what it is, and I like that goal of finishing, and that has to be the goal of it. And enjoying yourself, enjoying these experiences, it's something I tell people who are in media. Mm-hmm. We grew up in an era where it was grind, go, grind, go, move up the thing. Enjoy yourself. This is too. Much. These are these are special times, and there's special opportunities to run marathons. We don't know how long we'll be able to do it. You know, yeah. you don't you don't know. You could. These are special things. Again, that's something marathon taught me was. How to enjoy these things how to enjoy runs how to go on these long runs and be able to see something i go down the lake i'm like wow that's a cool view because i you grew up in the suburbs you see the buckingham fountain from this way you don't see a lot of these areas you don't get a chance to run by soldier field these are things that you do and like i said that's uh that's what marathoning means to me it's the experiences you get the perspective you get and it comes over all of these training exercises i look forward to the training runs even the 20s that are hard I love it. I love it. This is my favorite time of year now for more than anything, not just for the the best beer at all, not just because it's football season, it's it's baseball playoff season, but it's marathon season. It's very special to me. And uh, I can't wait.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All
2: right, so let's get into a little bit of the nuts and bolts on um, on race day. This is this will be your third time around, so you've got two under your belt. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is the morning like for you? Like, what can people expect?
0: Well, I, I think the one thing that's that's cool is you you do get kind of that almost like pregame. You know, I I didn't do a lot of sports. I played football. I've covered obviously a lot of sports. It's very pregame. You know, people get there. I always call it a little bit of the hush as you kind of come downtown. So there's like a hush of people there. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of hurrying to get into the. Uh, so you
2: you take the brown line, red line. I take the red
0: line, so the red line takes me down there. So I have a pretty
2: yeah. easy commute. So if someone's taking the red line, what can they expect?
0: Oh, uh, it'll get pretty full. I mean, I tend to get down there probably about five thirty or six. Usually, be on the L by about six. Mm-hmm. And again, I've only done it twice, but you know, these are kind of the things I've done it. So I get down there. Usually, it's decently full. I'm I'm up around Sheridan where I pick up the L, so right around Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. And it gets more full as you go down. It's relatively quiet. It's not a very rambunctious thing. So you get down there, and I always call it kind of the hush. You hear people walking. I always call the footsteps because so many people are going. The sun usually starts to come up around six thirty-seven. i think it's about the time that the sun comes up
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i always think of the anticipation um you know i didn't really get nervous my first year but i know some people who did my sister got nervous
2: i'm nervous right now just <laughs> listening to you
0: no and it's great <laughs> and i think you should again for those doing it take it all in because it's special downtown's very quiet there's no cars around there because those roads are all shut down mm-hmm. it's a very quiet focused time it's not very loud your, your public addresses are a little bit farther away and you get to walk down there and you, you get to kind of get a feel of the city there's an atmosphere that builds it's very slow it's not you're going to go down there and you're going to hear the boom boom or something like that that's not what you feel you feel very calm you feel a great focus this isn't like a, a you know a five mile or ten mile run which is a, a great achievement for anybody who does it but for for somebody right. who's doing marathons you, you can have a little bit of that That's probably the first thing that I really, you know, think of. Then you kind of, you know, the sun starts coming up, you know, it's getting there. And for us, you know, then at that point, you kind of get in to start thinking, all right, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? You see people start to line up. Then you start hearing the PAs because some of those fast, fast ones are getting off. So that A group, your elite group starts going out there. So then you get that, Mm -hmm. get some water, you make sure you're near the bathrooms, use the bathrooms. There comes a little bit of a time that I always kind of make sure the body is in a good place. Do I have enough water? I'm not overdone. Do I feel like I want to use the bathroom one more time before you get there? That's kind of where I'm at at that point. And then, you know, then there comes kind of getting into the corral. Now, I, I it's always a little bit full, but I always tend to find my own place. Mm-hmm. I always tend to have some music ready, but not too much. Wait,
2: you're a wave three guy? Is it two oh, waves? No, I'm probably.
0: I think it's like three waves or four waves. Three I'm waves, yeah. I'm usually toward the back. Yeah. So you hear people go, you see stuff going on, you hear the cho- I always can hear the chopper going over for the aerial coverage, and all this stuff starts building up. So it's kind of a slow build. It's kind of is describing this, mm-hmm. and then I always get uh, you know when you get to the. I personally found by the time you get up to the line you've kind of been thinking about it so much that by the time you get to the line, I always feel kind of ready to go Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, your body's ready. You've seen everybody go. You kind of know what's going to happen. You've seen everybody get out there. For me, at least, it never seemed to be that stressful. If anything, it was actually good to get running. And for me, it was always good to get the feel of just those, you know, see what's going on, get ready, have the music ready, start the clock on your phone or, or your watch or wherever anybody does it. And then you take off. And I think it's always an interesting feeling when you take off, because as you will find out, that was the first time I ever run 26 miles. So you're kind of thinking, do I want to save it? Do I want to go? There's a lot of energy. There's a fair amount of traffic. You know, there's a lot of people who are there. Uh, There's a lot of traffic. So you've got to negate it. And in some ways, it helps you out because the traffic's going to slow you down. You're not going to get too fast. Again, for people who are kind of in my category, in your category, Mm -hmm. other people's categories, you're not... You're, you have your own times in there, but you are understanding it is a 26-mile race. And I guess that's the one thing I would say. It's a 26-mile race. And don't sit there and overthink, oh, I got to do this or I got to do that. You're not going to win. it. I mean, I actually got my, my race philosophy comes from something that happened. Actually, I covered the 2006 Coca-Cola 600 for NASCAR when I worked in <laughs> Asheville, North Carolina. And Jeff Gordon was wrecked pretty bad. I mean, he got thrown into the catch fence, re- wrecked really, really bad, 20 miles in. Mm-hmm. And he said in his comments, he's like, there's people here who want to win. You run your own race and you don't go crazy early because you will spend it. And in, in that race, you go from the day to night. Yeah. In this one, you go from dawn to afternoon. So it's really important to, again, for me, I think when you walk up to there to kind of, you know, soak it all in. Listen, I always think of the footsteps, the quiet, the the, the quiet chatter. It's always very exciting to me. The buildup that you get of people who have all worked toward this. You know, some people can run a marathon and just do it because some people can just do that. Right. But that's what's really interesting to that's me. That's my
1: brother. Yeah. <laughs> He's just ran do two that. marathons and he, the first one he ever did, he maybe a couple months. Yeah, He trained early yeah. and then just ran yeah. it.
0: And that's what's interesting is you get people who do that. And all of a sudden they just, they, they can do that and they can show up Mm -hmm. for other people though. It's been a journey for some, it's a journey of, uh, training for some, it's a journey of self-improvement, both mentally or physically. You know, this is a moment. This is sometimes for some people will run it. Never again. My mom ran it one time in 08 and never ran it again. That was actually one of the years was really hot. Never ran it again. They just didn't want to do it. I know some Mm -hmm. people didn't want to do it again. So there's a great anticipation, uh, there's a great, almost like a, a pace, getting yourself ready. There's the anticipation of the start being in the corral. Then there is the start itself, and the mindset that I've taken is to enjoy it because you know what? After every marathon, I'm sad because it's over. So that's where I am. That I guess that's leading up to the race and where I start. Sure. And I make sure I get into that rhythm and and find that. That's you, where I. You
2: go for painted start. a great picture there, Larry. That that was really great. Um, you. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that, but like one thing, I, like one question I had was, do you check gear?
0: Check gear? I do not. So yeah. I have uh, very lucky that my mom and my dad come down there, and I, I, uh, I just leave my wallet there. Just with that. Yeah. Um, so I have checked uh, gear for a few places. So for the uh, F three half, I've checked gear for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, check gear for a couple five Ks. I've never had a problem. with I've, it. I've, I've never
2: d- checked gear ever. So. Do you, um, yeah, you, can go ahead. Do you bring mean, the throwaway th- sweatshirt? Is it going to no, be cold? No, in fact,
0: this is the one thing I always am enamored with is all the clothes that are there and the way... I, I don't know what they do with the clothes. I hope well, they, they have don- these big bins, I think. I, do they donate it? I hope yeah, it, yeah. I hope it goes somewhere because I can never think to waste it. I never like...
2: Waste yeah, food. I think it's that you go and you're supposed to go to Walmart and buy like a ton of Yeah, I hate and...
0: to waste clothing. So that's yeah, yeah. not like... I'm not trying to be like, oh, what, you're throwing away. I just... I never do that. No, I never yeah. do that. I, I show up as I am no matter how cold or warm it is. Mm-hmm. My thoughts is when i enter the gate i'm good like i'm here i'm ready i have bypassed that anticipation stage and walking in there and it's cool you'll walk in you'll you'll walk in there they check your gear and then you kind of cross over i think that's another thing you kind of cross over and then you see the runners stretching out you see uh you'll see people lined up to go to the bathroom they'll also have uh one thing i like is they provide the gatorade and the water Mm -hmm. uh, before the race they provide stuff there so if you're going there unless it changes you'll have water there Um, I like going around the people. I like to walk around and listen to music. I try to make sure I'm one of those guys. Last bathroom I can get to is where I is where I try to do it. Yeah, Um, I do try to listen to music. However, I do take my earphones out. Something I always do is I like to hear the announcement. I like to hear the music. I like to hear one minute away. One thought there because you can always listen to music. You got 26 miles listening to music. So I put my headphones in when I get up there. And then my tradition was I usually run up. There's usually like a Millennium Park sign. As you go through there and then I'll have the option to either pop my earbuds in mm-hmm. or I'll go ahead and sometimes I've even done it where I've run all the way down to the river and then I'll pop my earbuds in to kind of focus in and go. Sometimes I think my first year I was a little bit nervous so I put the headphones in and just okay. took off so I didn't know what to expect. But that's kind of the stuff you'll see at the start. But certainly I think uh, I a gear check is fine but and I think you know anything else, it's really up to you. Mm-hmm.
2: So now you ran in 2021 when it was very warm mm-hmm. and 2022 when it was about as picture perfect as Great it can be. It and we're looking at like two weeks out right now. It looks like it could be good, but it's going to be hot that week. Yes. And if it slides over... Uh, you work with Tom Skilling, by the way. Yes. Have, have you tapped into Tom? It,
0: it, it certainly seems like at this point um, that we've, it, it, it certainly seems like right now that there's a fair amount of heat before. So I like that because that's going to be great for training. I'm really excited to have this heat late. Yeah. Get some of those last miles in there. Because again, I've struggled for speed all summer. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to get some of that in there, build a little bit of confidence up. Um, but we'll see right now. I mean, just taking a look at the weather a little bit. I know I've looked in, it looks like there's a potential to have some cooling there. Yeah. This yeah. is the 10 day that I've been seeing. And right now it's at 69 degrees. So that would Which put would it in. So you'd be at about no, oh, what 54 for race time or something like that. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, you now it's funny cause you, you see that seventies creeping up now again, we're 10 days out. So we still have, A lot of time to go. So that's a lot of time for that temperature to change. Last year, there was an 89 degree day predicted. Oh, really? So you never know what's going to happen. Okay. Um, The Indianapolis. So, for instance, when I ran Indianapolis in 2022, uh, that last year, uh, the first temperature was 58. The second temperature was 81 Mm -hmm. and it ended up being 71 and heavy thunderstorms and rain. And the wind was 45 mile an hour sustained gust. So you don't know what you're going to get. Um, I don't know. I've I've had this thought. I, I think when it comes to the weather, I wouldn't freak out so much about it. I know if it gets hot, my time will be dastardly bad if this, if it gets really hot. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Hydrate enjoy the moment. If it's hot and your time isn't good, live with it. You know, it's fine. How different
2: was the course between the two years though? I mean,
0: well, you know, it's funny because I talk about tradition in running. And for me, I began to really enjoy, I had already developed a tradition. So I know when I start out, I talked about the headphones option on option out. Uh, So I always kind of have my settle down period going up to Lakeview Very special thing for me is when we go down Madison, uh, not Madison, what I'm thinking is uh, Sheridan. Mm -hmm. If you go down Sheridan, there's a little path that I take. It's a little part of Sheridan that I take to get to the lake. Mm -hmm. That's on my run route, and that's right around eight miles. So I get to be on my run route, actual run route for about, oh, I don't know, a tenth of a mile or maybe maybe two tenths (laughs) of a mile. And then I always come back through. So I always consider I live in the Lakeview. I actually technically live in Sheridan Station Corridor, mm-hmm. which is the no man's land around Wrigleyville Lake, Deoblaine Park, upland, uh, Uptown. Right. And so I'm around there. So that's kind of like my home area. So I'm like, hey, I'm home. We go down Broadway and <clears throat> Broadway, always very vibrant part of the course. Uh, lots of DJs, lots of enthusiasm. So I have that tradition of being there. Then you see the city and your mind gets excited because you're like, oh my God, I'm getting home. Mm-hmm. That's something to watch. And I've heard other people say that. You go down there and you all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, like you see we're almost home. And so that's something my first year that caught me a little bit. And then you get to 13, you're feeling good. And then comes what I consider really my most interesting part. I love discovering kind of, I had not really been much on like the West side. I had not really been much there. You know, you go around the United Center. Mm -hmm. I I loved going around Pilsen. I consider Pilsen. I I know you had something on this on your, on your recent CCO. I think Pilsen. Pilsen's one of my favorite places. So, I mm-hmm. think for me, it's, then I get to Pilsen, then I start up in the water a little bit. I think Pilsen's really one of my favorite places. Again, like Broadway, great enthusiasm. There's great enthusiasm all around the course. So, Pilsen's a tough one because you're not like you're getting past 10 or you get single digits. You don't get to the half marathon. Then you get you know around the 14, the 15, 16, where you're, you're really into kind of the grinded out stage, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And then you get to Pilsen, you get that enthusiasm. And it kind of carries you. And I always know that like right around 18, then you got kind of to the back. There's not as many spectators. You're kind of back on the 17, 18, 19. You, you make some turn more of an industrial area. And then you get to Chinatown, which is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great. You've reached 20 miles. You've hit 20. You know, once you pass Chinatown, you have now, if you're running for the first time, you've just done the longest run of your life. Yeah, you know, you've just done that now. Then you get kind of near guaranteed rate field. You get through the South side. And then you start getting, coming close to home. Uh, there was something interesting that changed this year for the marathon. It'll be interesting if you see it. And I, I want to look at the course again. So you'll run down there and you'll actually see the people going up on the final stretch. Right. So it's a little bit deceiving. You're going to make, so essentially here it is. There's a final stretch here and you're going to go like this and down. So that can cut, catch you a little bit. You'll think you're a little closer and then you kind of make your turn. I think it's either around Indiana or I'm trying to remember right around maybe 31st. Mm-hmm. And then you make that turn for home and you know you're on that stretch and you know you're there. There's the enthusiasm. So you get a little bit closer. You get up and in, then into the south loop. You see the crowds begin because they start to build back up again. And then I think the one thing you get there. So you get to 25. They'll have it signed for 25. They'll have a sign for one mile to go. Mm-hmm. And then there is the hardest thing where i cramped up so at the and just that is the roosevelt uh mount roosevelt at least <laughs> where I always, that is the one to watch i think that's the one to be careful of so my first year i was fine last year i didn't hydrate as well i got cocky with the the temperature being down mm-hmm. so i didn't hydrate as early as i wanted to i cramped up a little bit and didn't have much of a charge Finished just fine but didn't have much of a charge and if you have all those things up in there. And then and you, you see that line and it's a little bit of a decline and you run in there and you, you realize at that point that you've done it. You know, I think that's the one point where I think it's cool about Chicago is you've steps and traditions that I've developed. And now you realize you've done it. Once you get up to that Hill, you're like, I've done it. Now I see how much I've got left. Sometimes right. you got nothing. Sometimes you got a lot. And, uh, that's the great thing. And I think that's one thing with, with marathon running that you have, you have those traditions and those are the traditions I have at Chicago Marathon you may have something different. You may, mm. you may live in a different part uh, of the city. You may live nowhere near the city. You may be coming from the burbs and you find something you really enjoy. But those are the steps I go through on race day. And it's just so fun because I get, I get a smile because I'm, I'm already enthusiastic about it. Like it's, it goes back to what I was talking about before was just how much, how exciting this is and just how much excitement I get just even talking about it. Absolutely. And I hope that, I hope you have that. And I hope those listeners who have that are out there too.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it mm-hmm. um, from from the crowds to the actual neighborhoods yeah. to to everything. Um, Post race. So you, get, you hit the, the, the finish line. How long does it kind of take take to filter through find your family?
0: So what usually happens is so you get to the finish line and, you know, you it depends how you feel. Uh, you know, last year I was cramping a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The first year I was a little bit drained and excited. So you'll be right there. You'll get your medal pretty fast. If you need water, it's right there. There, Mm -hmm. You don't have to go far. It's not like there's there. There's medical personnel if you don't feel good. Then you'll go back up there. You'll have bananas if you want it. You'll get your medal. And then you'll have... uh, Goose Island beer. And a goose. You know, here's the thing. I love craft beer. I love craft beer. And they have these beautiful cans. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I don't want after a race...
2: Is a beer? Is a beer.
0: I can't <laughs> do it. I'm dead. Really? I'm drained. Oh my gosh. I'm drained. I want to. And they have the most beautiful cans. Yeah. And, and and Goose Island makes a good. I last year I took three sips of it. That's the most I've ever been able to do mm. of it. I wish I could get the beer. I love the can. I wish I could get the 2022 goose island finishers can it was beautiful yeah i tried to carry it and eventually i didn't but no you get the beer the beers right there so if you want to get some water you want to hydrate uh, they i believe they had the gatorade there last year as well mm-hmm. you the bananas there's snacks there that won't be a problem they're all going to be available for there there's medical personnel so if you're worried about getting to the finish line you've got this run to get water don't worry about it that's all going to be there you'll get your medal then traditionally there's kind of a little bit of a, you can walk for a little bit, then you kind of exit the area of the finish. Mm-hmm. You can stretch out, you can do that. And then I think there's a family meet area. We tend to meet with family. My parents tend to find their way in. And then there is a, a big festival that happens in, uh, Grand Park. is it Butler field? Or I, I think that's officially where it is. okay And there's a festival that happens either in that area or around there. So that's all there. But if you're worried about there, there's plenty of water there, you'll get your metal. It's not going to be an issue. I, for where i finished because i finished more i didn't find it crowded mm-hmm. i didn't find i was full they want to get you moving but i don't think it's like go 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 right. it's more or less just just keep moving um you know it was interesting for la la was a little different because it was it was pretty crowded so we had to go relatively quickly it was, mm-hmm. just, it, was it wasn't like rushed but we had to go there um indianapolis the the, the finish line party was right there so it was actually So you were there and then you just didn't really go anywhere. You were just kind of there, but yeah. So if you get to the finish of it, you'll have plenty of time. You can meet with your family. I think down there, we just kind of, we have three people running at my family. So we kind of meet at different times. So I stretch out, do my thing. And then we just eventually kind of find each other. Yeah. And, Much yeah. easier
2: with cell phones these yes. days. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to the, uh, the the foil jacket or the foil wrap. I was like, every time I've watched the marathon and gone down yep. there, I'm like, man, that kind of looks cool. It's cool. Everyone I, knows that you ran the marathon because you're wearing the foil.
0: Yeah, and I uh, I still have all mine. I have mine from Indy. I have mine from yeah. L.A. Because L.A., when, when the race ended, it started gushing rain. We were, we mm-hmm. were completely – it was raining down a ton, and it was raining there. In Indy, it, it, it actually stopped raining in Indy and then was still windy. So it was really weird because it was like uh, I remember running down there, but and that was really windy. But no, it's fun. It's and it's definitely it's like a you get to put it on, you get the metal and right, you know. And I have the tradition. I always snap a picture of the medal. Mm-hmm. Like it's First thing I do. It's like the first accomplishment in my mind. It's like, and in the social media age. Mr. Just Twitter perfect. over
2: here. <laughs> I try
0: to. I know I like it and yeah. I enjoy it. And
2: that's great. I, you know, I I think a lot of people have supported you over the years with the running, and I think yeah. people like to see that. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's how I knew you were a runner yeah. to get you on the show. No, so. I
0: thank you. Sorry for my little coughing there early. I've, just, but it's. You've it's recovered great. well. Yeah. No. And it's. I mean, I can't stress again. Like enjoy the race enjoy Mm. the experience and running has given me so much in my life i talked about indianapolis i it was a rough finish there and there will never be another finish like i had the last mile i had on there i it's it's indescribable (laughs) to what you can describe like but those are experiences like just indescribable the feeling of coming back and having that that last like it's if if you you, you ever talk about out of body experience Like that's it. And running gave me that running gave me that. And, Mm -hmm. and I hope that people get that too. Some people will do it just for fitness and to stay in shape, Mm -hmm. but I hope that I hope people do too. And make, make the make the marathon, the tradition of your own. You may find a neighborhood you like, and you might find something you really love. And, and that's what it'll be.
2: Awesome. Well, if you see Larry running on October 8th, make sure, uh, you, you, uh, say hello, say go Larry. You're Mm -hmm. not that hard to spot.
0: No, I shouldn't so. be. So I'll, I'm raising money for domestic violence legal clinics. So I'll have the uh, purple shirt. I'll have the purple socks. Okay. So I always do the black shorts. So I do color coding too. Okay. So I, that's the one thing I do for marathon. So for the LA marathon, I did orange and blue. Cause Illinois, Illinois to the Rose bowl, orange socks, blue there you shorts, go. shorts, orange shirt um, law for New York. I'm running for the lymphoma research foundation. So okay. they do red. So red socks, uh, I'll probably do either blue or black shorts, and then the red shirt. Okay. Um, Indianapolis, I always liked it. Did the all black? I always liked. To, I did the blackout, so black socks, black shorts, oh, I black like that. shirt. Yeah. Um, and I've got so. the Kells
2: Angels shirt. It's blue and gold, and I cannot yeah. find the right shorts to go with it because I really love these Corsa running shorts because the pockets are amazing, but I have not found like so. I have a pair of black shorts coming, but I, like I'm a mess. Like I've got. A, I have a CHGO headband. Uh, that's oh, you awesome absolutely got
1: to wear that. Yeah. that
2: I'm going to debut that. It's actually it's actually pretty thin, so I'm going to have to wear it on top of my other headband.
1: Well, you're a headband guy when you run, too. No, I need yeah, it. I'm too much of a headband. sweater. So.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, the fit, I'm, I'm still fine-tuning. I, I got a pair of Shady Ray's uh, sun, running sunglasses on the oh, way, that's good. Oh, so I'm going to wear those. Um, so I'll, f- I'll debut that on social at some yeah, point. Don't I know Sarah's yeah, see yeah,
1: don't forget, too. Yeah, CHGO meetup. Yeah, make sure you that. hit the
2: meetup again. That's uh, Saturday, October 7th at 1130. A.M.
1: Hang out with Kevin. Flo
2: and Santos. <laughs> That's awesome. Hang out with everyone at C.H.O. Marathon. Let me get you down there, Sarah. Put the. K- I literally,
1: I just realized I'm working that day. Are you? Yeah, I'm working like ten hours that day because oh, it's no. Saturday.
2: What's going? Oh, you're at big. Yeah, 10. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so I just realized that. Oh. I oh my god, I was so. Are you bad. working
2: the marathon day too?
1: The marathon day.
2: The, the actual Sunday.
1: Oh, the actual no because we don't do we we don't have a bear's tailgate no yeah Yeah. then i honestly because that is my plan i wanted to i think a couple of my friends and i also wanted to go over there because i have a couple i have some friends running it this year too that i just found out one of them just did the half marathon that just happened oh yeah in
2: jackson park yeah yeah
1: yeah that one just happened you're gonna have to load up your app
2: and track everybody and i know i do love that app i think
1: super, super helpful. Yeah.
2: Cool. Well, I appreciate all the support again for CHGO Marathon. Thank you, Larry, for coming in. Good luck on October 8th. It's always, as Andy Barron said in episode one, it's no one ever wants to hear about marathon running except for other marathoners, so we've made a community here. So good luck to everyone out there as your taper goes on. We'll be back next week for one more show before race day, and then we'll do kind of hopefully a supersized show after that with uh, some past guests as well. So look forward to that. Uh, Support Cal's Angels.